0: In today's episode we're speaking to Christy Whitman. Christy is a New York Times best-selling author for The Art of Having It All and she has multiple other books under her belt as well. We're going to be speaking to Christy today to find out how she changed her mindset and energy to change her life. Let's find out. I'm your host, Gur Khan. Let's get started. Welcome, welcome. It's Gur Khan here, your money mindset expert, and I am so excited. We have an absolute special treat for you. Today, I have as my guest, Christy Whiteman, and you've heard from the intro how amazing she is. I'm a fan, and I'm sure you will be too, if you're not familiar with her after today's episode. Welcome, Christy. Thank you so much for having me. It's such a pleasure to have you. So I have given you an intro, Christy, but for just to, uh, just to let everyone else know, tell us who you are and what you do in your own words.
1: So I am a seeker first. Um, I, I really am just someone that is um, seeking truth for myself and seeking more light. And then I'm a teacher. I turn around and share what I've learned, share my journey and share my experiences. And in doing that, the form that it takes is through being an author and a uh, coach and a channeler and a healer. And so um, that's what I that's what I do. I have seven books. seven a new one that just came out called The Desire Factor. And uh, so it's been a, a twenty five year journey for me personally uh, from a you know a conscious spiritual seeking place. And twenty years that I've been in the industry of personal development, helping other people. Uh, trying to master their lives and their manifestations.
0: Wow. And that's quite a journey. 25 years. Oh my. wow. Well, that's, that's a quarter of a century. <laughs> wow. Yeah, yes, yeah, so, yeah, exactly. So that's, that's phenomenal. So, okay. So I know, I mean, I, I'm, I'm familiar because I went and did once I knew we had you as a guest, I, I did, I do my research and I know what, and journey you had and the experiences you had. And I, I remember the the things you talked about. But I want you to share in your own words how does a, a normal girl, you know, fall in love actually and then have a heartbroken. And that ends up taking her to down on different parts. T- share us your journey. Tell us how did you get started with the person development and what made you, you know, become this, this man, you know, this, this, this teacher. And the seeker of life secrets. How did how did it all begin?
1: Well, I my sister was eleven years older than me, and she was a great influence on me mm-hmm. in the fact that she always showed me what not to do. She was um, very much addicted to drugs, and oh, wow. but but yet she got very interested in Oprah. You know, mm-hmm. back in the day in yeah. the nineties early nineties. And so Oprah would have all of these different personal development, spiritual teachers mm. on the show. And it was like, she was going through what Oprah was going through as Oprah was trying to seek and find herself. She mm. would have these authors and these you know co- coaches, if you will, on the show. And then she would learn and she would buy their books. So my sister bought me my very first personal development book and gave it to me as a gift for Christmas one year from Barbara DeAngelis because she had just seen her on, on Oprah. And so she was already just mired in it. Mm -hmm. Right. And so I remember she drove with me from um, Arizona after I graduated from ASU, Arizona State University to Chicago, because that's where I was going to start my professional Mm -hmm. life. And it was like, I felt like, okay, here I am. I've graduated. And uh, she had Marianne Williamson in mm. the, in the truck as we were talking. Oh, I love,
0: I love her. I love Mary. I,
1: I, I do too. I actually, one of my desire factors when I became an author 20 years ago was to have Marianne endorse the cover of my book. And now on the desire factor she has. So, and, and so she's, sad. and she's now a friend. So, which mm. is really cool, but she was in early part, you know, one of my teachers, but this is way before I went on my conscious journey, we were listening to Marianne car and I was like what is this? Oh my god. Can we just listen to music? You know, mm-hmm. I was like so resistant to it. I was not in that place yet. Mm-hmm. And meanwhile, my sister was so messed up. She was smoking pot, snorting coke, she just doing everything to yeah. to escape her life. So, fast forward a little bit further, you know, I I moved to Chicago. I get a great paying job. I I got promoted. So, I had money in the bank. You know, I had all the things that I set out to do or accomplish or have, Mm. and I even was engaged to be married. Mm. And so I was, you know, planning a wedding and doing my job and saving money and all this stuff. And my girlfriend literally had an intervention with me. She said, Christy, I've known you since we've been in seventh grade together. I've known you all your life. This is supposed to be the happiest time of your life. And I've never seen you more miserable. Wow. Okay. Yeah. And so I went to a therapist and just had this awareness that, you know what, what you're afraid of right now is going to be in your marriage. I mean, he's putting his best foot forward now. Mm-hmm. What's it going to be like? Right. Mm-hmm. So I, I realized that I had everything that I set out to accomplish. Right. Mm-hmm. But I was very, I, I was the, the most depressed I'd ever been in my life. And, and there's nothing more depressing than when you go towards a goal, you hit the goal and you're like, Oh, right. That didn't do it. It's one thing to try to go and achieve a goal. Like you're on your way to the desire. You're on your way to the goal, you know, and, and things can maybe have bump, bumpy road or something like that. But when you attain it and you're like, oh, that wasn't what I thought it was going to mm. be. So that's what my life became. It was literally like I check, I could check the box of all the things that I wanted or was told was raised to thinking would finally make me happy. Yeah. And it wasn't. It It didn't. And so that breakup and that realization led me on this, just a hunger to understand, like, what is this life thing all about? Because it's not about achieving something, checking the box, because if that was, I'd feel fulfilled. yeah So I ended up moving from Chicago to Northern California, and I went to go get my haircut um, from the one person that I was introduced to from my boyfriend before I broke up with him. And, um, she had this joy about her that I couldn't explain. And I never saw in anybody else before. And so I being as blunt as I am, I said to her, I'm like, okay, what do you do? And (laughs) she knew exactly what I meant because we're just chitty chatting, you know, and, Mm -hmm. and, and, and she goes, I meditate now at that point in life, this is 25 years ago. Nobody I knew ever meditated. Mm. The internet was not around. There wasn't mm. calm apps. You know, the apps didn't exist, like this awareness. So, my idea of someone that meditated was some goober guy sitting on a mountain with a long beard, <laughs> white robe, right? In a yogi position, oming. Oh, that was who meditated. Yeah. So, my paradigm of that just completely changed. And I'm like, what? Meditate? So we talked about that. We had this deep, really deep conversation while I was getting my haircut. And so she goes, "I'll give you the, you know, number of my meditation teacher. She's in the area." So I'm like calling her as I'm leaving the salon, and I got in, you know, I got in front of her within a week and went to her house. And then here I'm walking in, and there's you know, clinky clinky new age music mm-hmm. and candles and statues and you know, and all this. And I'm like, what am I getting myself into? Cause this was not my normal, you know? So we sat down, not on a chair, not on a couch, but on a cushion on the floor. And she said to me, you create your own reality. And when she said that, it's like something in me that knew that, that deep truth opened yeah. up. And it was like this, and I was like, yes. I mean, that moment shifted and changed my life. But then my mind kicked in and went, How? And mm-hmm. I said, Well, how? How do I create my own reality? And she goes, By your thoughts. This is my you know basic understanding and the best way she could describe it, because it's obviously more than our thoughts. Yes. But she, she said, Your thoughts. You're either repelling things from you or attracting things to yep. you based on the way you think. And I again, another moment of way, I think. I mean, I knew I could change my mind. I don't want to go here. I want to go there. I don't want to wear this. I want to wear that. Right. I don't want to date him. I want to date him. I could, I knew I could change mm. my mind about things, but my thoughts mm. like I, that was the first time. Like, what do you mean? I could have influence on my thoughts. And so she goes, I don't want you to do anything else other than go home, come back in a week. And I just want you to pay attention to your thoughts. And I did this exercise. And I recommend that anybody does this. Mm. I started to listen to my thoughts. And I could not believe how negative and critical and condemning and judgmental I was. Yeah,
0: yeah. that's very yeah. common. And that's that's 95 percent of the population. You know, and that I mean, at least you became aware of it. That ninety five percent is not even aware that those are the thoughts that they're having constantly in going on on a, like almost like a loop, yes. and and that's creating their reality. And then they're blaming the, you know everything else outside of themselves. Exactly.
1: And but but for me, that was a big awareness of mm. oh. Yeah. No wonder I wasn't happy when I accomplished all these things. Cause yeah. effort alone, if you just do tons of effort, yes, you're going to accomplish things. Right. Yeah. And, and so I was doing that. I made a lot of effort. I worked really hard cause that's how I was raised. That if you work hard, then you'll succeed, of course. succeed. yeah. But my mind, how could, how could I possibly be happy if inside of myself I'm judging? I'm like, it was like a, I would had magnifying glass on myself and every twist and turn that I made, I was judging myself, condemning myself, telling myself mm-hmm. how I wasn't enough, I wasn't good enough, and even I could walk by a mirror. I, this is one mo- moment I was like, "Whoa!" I walked by a mirror in a room that I was living in, and I just within within seconds could hear a good ten critic critical statements about myself, about my body. Hmm. It was like, whoa. I mean, it was like rapid fire. You know, it it was like like having a machine gun of of judgments Hmm. at myself. How could I possibly feel good if that's going on? And what's really interesting is that I called the same girlfriend that gave me the intervention. I called my girlfriend, Dawn. I'm like, God, I am so negative. And she goes, you are one of the most positive people I know. (laughs) And I'm like, okay, well, Either you're really negative and you think that I'm, you know, positive or maybe somewhere between my head and my mouth, what comes out, it, there's some kind of filter, but you got to hear the thoughts that are yeah. in my head. So I, I totally can, get
0: that. I totally get that.
1: Yeah. So I went back to this meditation teacher named Melanie and I was like, I can't believe it. And so that's when we started beginning my own meditation. And that's when I started learning how to be aware and start changing that, not just having the awareness of the thoughts, but then how do you change those thoughts? And that was really where everything started for me. And then I was just into, like I wanted to know everything about manifestation and how does you know, my thoughts create my reality. And, you know, looking at, again, no internet at that time, it just started. So there wasn't anybody online giving workshops and there wasn't webinars and, you know, things like yeah. this. So I had to go and seek it and buy books on it and, you know, spend time in meditation, mm-hmm. receiving the information and so I was about five years in and my life had totally looked absolutely different. I was married to a really nice guy. First time I'd, I had ever married or married first time I'd ever dated a nice guy. Cause I always went for the bad boys that had like mm. you know, drug issues and that. So it was a totally different shift of the the type of person I was with. I had quit smoking Um, you know, I had my health in my body. I was like really appreciating my body at that time. I had money in the bank, no debt. I had a career that I wasn't like over the moon passionate about, Mm. but I, I liked doing it. And so that's when my first book, perfect pictures came through me because I was once again, bumping up against, okay, I've created all this stuff. I've, I've created totally shifted my life around. My life is amazing. Yet I still had a very deep critical voice mm. that was constantly looking at what's wrong and bad instead of what's right and good. Yeah. And this study of the difference between a mindset of lack and abundance, mm. that became literally what I was just obsessed with. And right. so one night during a meditation, because I meditate every tight night before I go to bed, I had this image, this visual of this book called Perfect Pictures. And I thought, well, that's interesting. And I went to bed and at 105 in the morning, I was woken up by this voice that was very loud, that was very persistent mm-hmm. and I couldn't stop it. So I got up and I took pen to paper and I just started writing down what I was hearing because as <laughs> I tuned into it, I'm like, wow, that's, that's what I need to hear right now. Mm-hmm. So I started writing and then my hand became co- totally independent of my own consciousness and I was just writing and I couldn't even keep up with, you know, reading what I was writing, and so I just allowed myself to write, went back to sleep, and this happened seven nights in a row. Oh, wow! And so, yeah, so I had just seen one of those teachers, you know, that I was looking and following, and her name was Terry Cole Whitaker. She's like one of the foundational people that taught Tony Robbins back in the day. Um, she was a, a New Thought minister at like a religious science church of, you know, science of mind and um i emailed her cuz i cause I'd just seen her, her I just saw her speak and i said i think i'm writing a book how do you get a book published and so she told me to go online and find a literary agent and i literally went online and i typed in literary agent again the the, the what the website or what what the we web we have now is so
0: much more advanced i know i, I remember <laughs> because I, I was you know I was i went through that stage um, as yeah. well so yeah so we, internet was born literally in front of me too I was something else in school when it came out but I know it changed how we everything we do so nothing exactly. like that nothing like that so that the access to information we have now wasn't even thought of then we had encyclopedias do you remember encyclopedias yes
1: Yes, I do remember encyclopedias. When we had a report in school, we had to actually go to the library, get in, a, like, you know, photocopy it, like get all that stuff. Yes, I totally remember that. These kids, my, I have a 10 11-year-old and, and they have to do reports now and they're just like, go on the internet, and
0: grab yeah. that, and grab that. I'm like, oh my gosh. Um, but I'm bringing it to attention for people, for those who may not be familiar with that, but there was no access to the kind of information available now but no. you were guided to whatever, and you—it seems almost like you were divinely guided to oh, I was. To, to, you know, to write the book, to to seek the help on in terms of how to get it published, and yes. and all the way through. So, so what happened after this? Did you find this this you know?
1: Yeah. So so literally, I t- I typed in literary agent. If I did that today, it would not obviously there would be articles and all this information, right? How tos and so there was one thing that came up on literary agent, and there was a man's picture. And it said literary agent. So I clicked on that, contacted him. I said, I think I'm writing a book. He happened to be a print on demand publisher. Mm. I didn't even know what that meant, Mm. right? Because I had never published a book. So I had no idea about the publishing world. He said, Sam, send me what you have. And it wasn't as raw as form because I inscribed it, right? So I sent it to him and he goes, okay, I'll publish it. I'm like, okay. I didn't have an editor. I tried to do the best I could. Right. So I got the book published. I'll never Mm. forget that moment when I got it in the mail. And it was like, it was like holding a child, my baby Mm. for the first time. And so I'd be like, now what do I do? Right. So I told my my family and friends, they all bought it. And I was like, okay, now what do I do? Right. I was guided because more people needed to read this book. Mm. So I um, started Contacting like new uh, new thought churches and spiritual bookstores and those kind of places, and um, I I mean this is even before Amazon, right? Mm-hmm. So so I contacted a, a store in Sacramento, California because I was living in Northern California, and they they gave me an opportunity to do a workshop. Oh. and you know, new author, never done this before, so I show up and there's six people there, mm-hmm. right? And it's a very intimate group, and people were just like, wow like blown away with what I was sharing. And then they asked me, both all of them were like, do you coach? Hmm. Now, again, 20 years ago, I was like, yeah. what do you mean coach? Like a football coach or a cheerleading coach? <laughs> Cause I thought of athletic coach. Yeah. yeah like, yep. And so they were like, no, like a life coach. I'm like, people do that. Like people hmm. get paid for that. And so I literally would have them, I gave them my phone number, call me on the phone, whatever you're needing help with, I'll work, you, walk you through I would do a session with them, Mm -hmm. didn't charge them. And I would get emails and phone calls later going, oh my God, this happened. I got the promotion. I found the man. I just got a check out of the blue, right? All these miraculous things were happening for them. Mm -hmm. And at the same time, in my business, I was a pharmaceutical rep at this time. Mm. I was having like major success. I mean, like winning wards after wards, people Mm. in my region were just like, Oh, just give her the rewards, the Mm. the awards already. Cause they just knew Mm. that every medication I sold three medications that I was on the top. So like bonuses and, you Mm. know, I have all these certificates. They were all just like, whatever, let's just, just give it to Whitman, you know? (laughs) And so uh, a very smart woman that was in my team, her name was Letitia. She ended up being my very first paid client because she said to me, okay, what are you doing? What are you doing that's so different than anybody else? And I said, well, I'm working with law of attraction. Mm-hmm. And she goes, teach me. I want you to coach me. Right. And she was at the, like the 449 out of 450 reps mm-hmm. in the country. Right. at right, the bottom, totally at the bottom. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so. I started coaching her and she made it to the top 15% when president's trophy award. I mean, it
0: it was amazing. Wow. And and what sort of time period as well? 12 weeks. Wow. Okay. So that's phenomenal. Phenomenal. Wow. Yeah.
1: And, the, and what I was explaining to her, and again, this is even before The Secret came out, right? Mm. What I was explaining to her is how law of attraction works and the universal laws and the difference between a lack and abundance and the mm. law of sufficiency and abundance. And you know, I was teaching her about the fundamental stuff that every single human being needs to know about, because if we know about it, it's kind of like knowing the rules of the game right it's like going in trying to play baseball and you have never seen the game before you don't know what the rules are you get on the field and someone hands you a bat and says okay that guy on the on the uh, pitcher's you know mound is going to th- throw you the ball you're supposed to hit the ball mm-hmm. and you hit it and then someone everyone's going run and you're like run where you know you run to third base well you're out right you don't yeah. know the rules of the game it just makes sense if you're going to go play a game this thing called life is a game well how do you actually Create your reality. Exactly.
0: Exactly. Right? Yeah. But
1: if you create from your consciousness, what is your consciousness? How do you break yeah. down what consciousness is?
0: yeah and how do and, I affect uh, it? Yeah, exactly so I think that's the, that's the key. How do I recognize it and then once I recognize it, how do I change it? How do I impact yes. it? How do I get it to work on my behalf and yes. not churn that rubbish and give me something else because law of attraction is working all the time. This is the beauty of it. People think oh law of attraction doesn't work. It's working all the time. It may not be giving you favorable results because it's based on your current thinking, but it is constantly working. So then, always, happened?
1: yeah. So um, I just love the process. I mm. love the process of coaching. So while I was, uh, you know, still doing my pharmaceutical job, I started coaching. Mm. And what was amazing is that I, when I look back at what did I do to have this open up for me, I remember feeling like in my in my business or in my it was in my business at the time in my career, mm. right? I had everything but, I, but I, what I felt I was missing was passion and purpose right And so what I now Very knew important, cool yeah. about yeah and what I now knew about manifesting is that if I felt something was lacking, I needed mm-hmm. to bring in the fulfillment of that vibration in order to create it exactly. so so I would cultivate feeling on purpose and passionate about what I was doing. Even as a pharmaceutical rep, which I totally did not feel passionate about, I would I felt out of integrity because if even I got a headache, I would take peppermint oil. Mm. So to you know have doctors prescribe more medications, it was like I, I feel yeah. totally torn inside, yeah, right? I understand so, that completely. Yeah, so I started feeling passion and purpose, and that's what started this whole the book, the the teachings, the coaching, and I just kept following that passion and purpose, and here I am, literally. You know, 20 years later, I started my own business. I left corporate America almost 15 years ago to start my own business to go full time, and uh, haven't looked back. So yeah. I started. I, it, it's just one of those things that are just absolutely divinely guided. Because as I was coaching people, mm. and they were getting like extraordinary results, because why wouldn't they? It's universal. When it's you,
0: universal laws, yes, it's the application of universal laws, and they right. apply regardless of race, gender. Sexual orientation, nothing. Nothing actually everything nothing matters. It's whether you apply rules and whether you conscious this is something I think I want to bring to people's attention. Some people apply the rules without being consciously aware of them. They get into alignment with them without even consciously being yes. aware of them. And it, this doesn't matter whether you're aware of the rules or not. And I say compared to gravity, gravity doesn't care whether you know gravity exists. <laughs> if, you go, if you go, if you jump up a building, you're going to go down, whether you know it or not. I say um,
1: that all the, I've been saying that for 20 years, like to help I, literally yeah. that very same thing, that we're not floating into outer space right now because we're not talking about gravity. Mm-hmm. Gravity is being applied yeah. because it's it's gravity. Yeah. Same thing with the law of attraction. It's always working. And so yeah. when you're you're right, it's so I see that people say, oh, law of attraction doesn't work for me. Yeah, it does. It works <laughs> it just, for every single person. But you're not the not way you want it. What you want, exactly. Right? And if yeah. you're not if you're not getting what you want, it's not because law of attraction doesn't like you. It's that you have to change something in your consciousness to focus on what you do want, so you get more of what you do want and less of what you don't want. Perfect. That's so funny. I used to I used to say all the time about gravity. It's like if you walk off a building, you're going to go splat because gravity's working all the time, right?
0: Yep. Yep. And I also I think that the other metaphor that I use is is that of a plane. And I would say you can if you once you become familiar with the laws of gravity, you can actually fly a plane. But without it, you can't. I mean, if you think, "Oh, I can never fly." That's your limited thinking. If you know the rules, and this is the same thing that applies to law of attraction, once you know the rules, you can fly. And you've shown that clearly through your own life and that of those of your clients. Well, tell us, um, so we're going to wrap this up now. Uh, uh, Christy, tell us, what is the name of your book and where can we get a hold of one copy?
1: So it's called the desire factor. And if you go to the desire you'll get $900 worth of bonuses because I actually channel the council quantum council, which is amazing. You know, they're a collection of, of non-physical beings Mm -hmm. and that book, this book was channeled by them and me and my stories. And, um, we're actually going to be doing a four week live coaching session on each of the different principles in the book. Plus you get principle or you get processes right away. So you can start hearing their, their, um, information and going through processes. There's a, a amazing process called the hologram, mm-hmm. you know, really being able to clear your energy field and bring in deliberately what you want. So it gets you, it gets you started even before you even get the book, which is great. So the DesireFactor.com is the perfect place to go for that
0: wonderful thank you so much well we're gonna have christy back we actually you know we're going to talk to christy specifically about manifestations specifically about law of attraction on a money talkie segment we have to have her back because she, she really is amazing as you can hear right now um her her testimonies and her 25 years experience 20 years as a teacher um is it's second to none and it's something that i'm very fascinated by and i want to hear what she has to say about love attraction on a longer segment on our money talkies but thank you so much christy for being so amazing thank you for being our guest today we will have to have you back and of course we will have you back and remember everybody who's listening or watching this on youtube you will have the links that all the christy links in the if you're watching if you listen to this in the podcast it will be in the show notes and if you're watching this on youtube down below. You'll find them all in the description. So don't have to worry about it. We will put all the links there for you. And thank you so much, Christy. For thank those you. listening, I will be back on another Friday feature with another amazing guest sharing their experience of how they changed their life by changing their mindset. Until the next time we meet, this is Go Khan signing off. Take care and bye for now.